0: Welcome to episode 166 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about tyranny. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as the destruction of America, the unvaccinated, the U.S. embargo on Cuba, the National Democratic Party, or the COVID-19 vaccine comes up, please share the topic-specific truth Quest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Bitshoot, Brighton, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show, at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. This episode is well-timed, coming on the heels of the last one, episode 165, If I Were the Devil, where I expanded upon legendary broadcaster Paul Harvey's 1965 segment by the same name, where he discussed the devil and what he would do if he wanted to tear down America. This episode is less about what to do to destroy America and more about how the totalitarians among us get away with it. I got the idea from an article by Brandon Smith entitled, Why do some people support tyranny while others defy it? I'm going to quote extensively from that article and expand on some of his points. The article starts out with this, There are many schools of thought on why and how tyranny rises in any given society. The common assumption when it comes to autocracy or oligarchy is that people are stupid and easily manipulated into following compelling personalities that makes promises they never intend to keep. This is a foolish oversimplification. In truth, the level of manipulation needed to lure a majority of people into dictatorship is so complex that it requires an advanced understanding of human psychology. He goes on, in our modern era. People cannot merely be ordered to submit at gunpoint, at least not right away. They must be tricked into conforming, and not only that, but they must be made to think that it was their idea all along. Without this dynamic of self-censorship and self-enslavement, the population will eventually rebel no matter how oppressive the regime. Tyranny cannot exist unless a number of people are conned into applauding it or they directly benefit from it. He continues, and this is where we find the true key to totalitarianism. It only thrives because there is an inherent portion of any given society that secretly loves it and wants it to exist. We might call these people useful idiots, but it is much more than that. They are not necessarily unaware of what they are doing. They understand to some extent that they are helping in the destruction of other people's freedoms, and they revel in it. Sure, there are elitists and globalists that levy core conspiracies and seek out more and more control, but they cannot accomplish much of anything without the aid of the army of sociopathic aberrations that live among us. In light of the COVID lockdowns and the push for forced vaccinations, it is clear that there are some people out there that are overly concerned with the personal health decisions of everyone else. In other words, busybodies. The science and the stats prove there is nothing for them to worry about from the virus, but they ignore the science. And I would add, while telling us to follow the science. He continues, They thirst for the taste of power. They have become a cult, which ignores all logic and demands fidelity to their fraudulent narrative. They do not care about the facts, they only care that we comply. He ends this section with this, There are two types of people in this world, those that want to control others and those that want to be left alone. But what motivates the control freaks? Why are they the way they are? So that lays the groundwork for the phenomenon that we're seeing today with the loud minority yelling at the majority about their unwillingness to comply with all the restrictions laid down by our overlords in the government. Is it as simple as assuming these people are useful idiots or sheep as the author implied? Possibly. But let's dive into why these folks never snap out of their shallow and insidious control freak mindset. The author starts his explanation with the fear engine. What we hear a lot is fear porn. It's the idea that you never let a crisis go to waste. Use every crisis as an opportunity to grab more power and drain more liberty and freedom away from the people. The author has this to say. There are people that are driven by success, by merit, by hope, by prosperity, by faith, by optimism, by love, and by honor. And then there are the people driven by fear. Collectivists respond to fear with a desperate need to micromanage their environment. They believe that if they can dictate people and events to a certain degree, they can eliminate unexpected outcomes, and be free of fear. The level of influence these people seek is so far beyond them that it can never be attained. That is to say, they will never be satisfied until they get more. And I would say, Lord Acton's famous expression really comes into play here. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I mean, you see it all the time. Once these people taste power, they can never get enough. These people are are drug addicts. The drug is power, control, and money. The devil is running their lives. The author continues discussing narcissism, and he talks about how these people fear exposure, but only because they constantly lie. Now here, I I disagree a little bit with the author, as I don't don't think these people fear exposure because they have big tech on their side, and they, they live in a bubble. People who shove this tyranny down our throats do not engage in critical thinking. They do not seek out sources of information that contradict their worldview or that might not confirm their biases. The author throws this in. They fear death because they believe in nothing greater than themselves. Now this, I agree. I think this is at the heart of the issue of corruption and power. There is no room for Big G God when it comes to these corruptocrats who perpetrate this level of tyranny. That's not to say the sheep or, or the useful idiots are not God-fearing people, but, but as you will see as this episode progresses, the sheep are under a constant barrage of propaganda and fear by totalitarians and the media. It's essentially psychological warfare perpetrated by the totalitarian elites on the weak-minded, ill-informed sheep. I hit on this idea in episode 136, The Truth About Politically Induced Mental Illness. The second thing that motivates the control freaks, according to the author, is the safety of the mob. Going against the mob is hard. Most people are conflict avoiders, so living in this bubble leaves them with no alternative. They go along to get along. The author puts it this way. Standing by their principles in the face of opposition is completely foreign to them. These people must always operate through large, single-minded groups that punish any dissension in the ranks, usually with gatekeepers that moderate the motivation of the hive. The mob itself is a weapon. Its only purpose is to destroy those people that do not hold the same beliefs or values as the controllers. There is no defensive purpose to the mob. It's an assassin's tool. As we have seen in every modern dictatorship, from the Bolsheviks in Russia, to the fascists in Germany, to the communists in Mao's China, the totalitarian mob is capable of murdering more people than any nuclear weapon in existence, all in the name of the greater good of the greater number. So you see this all the time. The woke warriors, they always eat their own. Just this week, rapper Nicki Minaj spoke out against the COVID vaccine, and she was brutalized by the left. Think about how Democrat Senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, is treated and spoken about by the left for his failure to go along with his party's destructive agenda. No one is safe from the mob. So when the mob is telling all of the freedom and liberty lovers out there to sit down and shut up, they are saying the same thing to members of their own tribe. The author goes on to explain the mindset of these control freaks with this. All tyrants believe themselves to be righteous in their cause, even when they know that their actions are morally abhorrent. I have seen this dynamic on bold display during the COVID mandates and the vaccine passport initiatives. Consider for a moment that 99.7% of the population is under no legitimate threat from the COVID virus. They will not die from it. And in the vast majority of cases, they will recover quickly from it. Yet the COVID cult constantly argues that people who refuse the mandates, the lockdowns, and the vaccines are putting others at risk, which is why we need to force them to submit. So here again, we're treated with the no discussion or because I said so phenomenon. These tyrants refuse to debate their positions and policy prescriptions. When it comes to COVID, a simple question destroys their rigid, vaccine-only position. That being, how are the vaccinated at risk from the unvaccinated? Or you simply point out that the vaccinated pass the virus on to others at the same rate as the unvaccinated. You are literally wasting your breath talking logic, facts, and science with these people. Leftists refuse to debate on the merits because, as the author said, they value lies over facts and evidence. He continues, Most of them know, according to the data, that COVID is not a threat, but the narrative gives them an opportunity to apply power through moral judgment. And so they lie, and they continue to lie about the data until they think the lie will be accepted as reality. With big tech and the conspiracy media on their side, they get away with this over and over and over again, from George Bush to Brent Kavanaugh to Donald Trump to the, to the January 6 trespassers to Antifa. I mean, the list of lies and propaganda is endless. The author goes on, those who disagree are labeled heretics, the lowest of the low, the unwashed terrorists. The anti-mandate crowd is thus stripped of its humanity in this way and is painted as demonic. The people who want to remain free become monsters, and the totalitarian monsters become heroes out to save the world. Yep, if you do not toe the party line, you are deemed a heretic, guilty of blasphemy. Speaking of blasphemy and heresy, I encourage you to check out episode 103, The Truth About Political Blasphemy and Heresy. Along the same topic, I had this to say in the previous episode, if I were the devil, I would use my cozy relationship with the, with the traditional media and social media to censor, fact check, deplatform, demonetize, and shadow ban those who disagree with the party line. I would take it a step further to punish, sue, censor, and essentially exile the former president of the country. I would cast my political foes as bad people, the devil, so to speak. I would demonize political and ideological opponents to the point that they are seen as subhuman. I would discriminate against them, segregate them, I would employ character assassination tactics and push for politically motivated prosecutions. The author continues, Authoritarianism does fulfill some of its promises of security as long as the people involved are willing to trade away any impulses of liberty. If you do as you're told at all times and serve the system without fail, then there is a good chance you will be able to hold on to your meager necessities of survival. You will live a life, though probably not a happy one. I mean, that's communist, is it not? That's the definition. That's the USSR right there. That's modern-day China right there. If you go against the system, you suffer the consequences. Vaccine mandates? You can't work if you don't take the vaccine or get tested regularly. The author continues, Cast aside all personal principle in order to further the goals of the system. They might even enjoy a modicum of wealth beyond their peers. You see, in a despotic society, the people who are most without honor are the people that are most rewarded. They don't need merit or accomplishment or skills or even brains. All they have to do is sell their souls and do whatever it takes to catch the eye of the oligarchy. They don't have to be good at anything. All they have to do is be evil, and for some people, that's easy. I mean, think about members of Congress, especially on the Democrat side of the aisle. Or hell, any prominent Democrat. Can you honestly say that people like Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Hillary and Bill, Joe and Hunter, Chuck Schumer, Chris Dodd, Barney Frank, Mark Milley, Ted Kennedy, James Comey, James Clapper, and Kamala Harris, can you honestly tell me that they haven't sold their soul to the devil for the power that they wield? The author continues, they are not concerned with freedom because freedom feels cold to them. Freedom can be isolating and the existence of choice is terrifying. When all your choices are made for you, there is never any doubt or internal stress. All that is required is that you wake up each day and obey. See, liberty and freedom becomes enemies to these tyrants and they can't stand to see others exhibiting it. For example, college football stadiums full of people and outdoor biker rallies in the Dakotas are called super-spreader events, but massless Democrat fundraisers and Barack Obama's three-day birthday bash and Antifa and BML riots are not. How can one be a super-spreader and the others not? The author continues, These tyrants believe that a cage is meant to be gilded, not escaped from, and anyone that seeks escape must be crazy or dangerous. If free people exist then the slaves are forced to question their own condition and their own compliance. So everyone must be enslaved to remove any and all doubt from society. Now I wanna read that back to you, did you catch it? If free people exist, then the slaves are forced to question their own condition and their own compliance. Because of that, free people must be squashed. Think about the censorship that has been going on regarding COVID and the vaccine. Anyone speaking out against it are exiled from social media, and their character is assassinated. The unvaxxed are made out to be pariahs simply for displaying a modicum of critical thinking and doing a personal risk assessment that others may or may not have done themselves. And in the home stretch of the article, the author says... The little tyrants that infiltrate humanity probably look at liberty advocates as some kind of alien creature from beyond the bounds of the universe. They just can't fathom how it is possible for someone to defy the system, to stand against the mob or the collective, even when they are outnumbered or when the risk is so high. They assume that it is a form of madness or a lack of intelligence, for how could anyone smart think they have a chance of fighting back against a dictatorship? So these people feel comfortable demonizing, dehumanizing, and assassinating people, other people's character. This is where Dan Bon Bongino's adage comes into play. To these tyrants, the liberty lovers are bad people first. Nothing else matters. You have to go no further than to listen to toxic leftists on cable news to see this type of rhetoric on a daily basis. Trevor Noah, Rachel Maddow, Joe Scarborough, Jimmy Kimmel and Cuomo and Joy Reid. And in the home stretch of this article, the author says Liberty people are individuals by nature, but we also care about the freedom of others. There is a common propaganda narrative that claims that individualists are selfish, but that is not the case at all. It is not enough for us al- alone to escape slavery. We will not stand by and watch others be forced into bondage either. And I can say, As a member of the freedom-loving cult that this author is describing, I can say that we know that rights are granted by God and protected by government. These tyrants remove God from the equation, as we mentioned already, and they argue that all rights are granted by them. The author continues, As the vaccine passports and mandates continue to escalate, the totalitarians will find themselves even more bewildered because each new mechanism of control will result in even greater impetus for rebellion. And frankly, at this point it's going to be us or them. They will not stop their pursuits of dominion, and we will not comply, so we're at an impasse. Our two tribes cannot coexist within the same society, maybe not even on the same planet. Don't you find that an interesting choice of words by the author, given the coexist bumper stick favored by our left wing mobsters? I've said it many times here on the Truth Quest that the only answer to what ails America is secession. It's the only reasonable solution. I've produced several episodes on the topic. I'll put them in the show notes page for you to listen to later. The author goes on. If the collectivist cult was willing to accept the notion that they can choose to live in a highly micromanaged environment while others can choose to live independently, then there would be no crisis. We would easily go our separate ways, but this is not how totalitarians think. To them, all people are chattel. We are property to be staked down and re-educated until we see the light. And if we don't see the light, we will be done away with and erased. I mean, hell, just this past week, Biden announced his totalitarian, unconstitutional vaccine mandates. He said out loud in his remarks that he would do everything in his power to get non-compliant Republican governors out of the way. He said it out loud. And he said his patience was worn. This dude acts like the dictator of the United States. And then you can look at how the Fed has dealt with the monoclonal antibody treatment. They bought 100% of the supply from one manufacturer and is distributing it based on partisan politics. They're reducing delivery to red states. They would rather allow people to get sick and or die than to let the market determine the delivery of these life-saving treatments. The author goes on, this is why they are utterly to blame for the war that is coming. They cannot stop themselves from grasping at our throats and our minds. They are addicted to supremacy. They are living in a fever dream, and the only drug that cools their veins is total oppression of everyone around them. I see what is coming next, and it's not pretty for either side. But it will be especially gruesome for the collectivists because they cannot imagine a scenario in which they lose. I mean, heck, all you got to do is think about that iconic picture or video of that loony Democrat voter woman in, a, in the toboggan who was, like, screaming over and over again when she found out Trump won back in 2016. That's, that's crazy. The author goes on. The bottom line is this. Tyrannical systems are planned by elitist groups and governments, and it is they that benefit most from the destruction of public freedom. It is indeed a conspiracy, and the pandemic lockdowns and forced vaccine responses are no exception. However, a tyrannical system could not be executed without the help of a larger sociopathic contingent of the population, and these people congregate together and make terrible things happen. It's as if they hear a silent dog whistle as totalitarianism rises, or they smell the blood of innocent victims in the air. And in my mind, this is why you see previously well-adjusted friends, family, and colleagues who now all of a sudden feel compelled and justified to shout you down, call you names, and refuse to engage in conversation and debate. They can't afford to hear anything that contradicts their worldview. Nothing that might contradict their biases can ever be tolerated. They refuse to read an article because it's published on a site that they've been told is a right-wing conspiracy site. They refuse to consider proof that they have been lied to over and over again by the Fauci's of the world, by by the intelligence community, by President Biden and all his sycophantic members of his administration. The author says, Call them leftists, call them communists, call them collectives, call them whatever you want. They are a sad and pathetic bunch, but they are still dangerous in their ambitions, and they will continue to slither out of the woodwork as the COVID agenda progresses. And I would say they are indeed sad and pathetic and powerful, but most importantly, they are dangerous and they are not to go unopposed. You have to speak up and speak truth. Do it in your own little way. I do it with this podcast and with my sphere of influence. You have a sphere of influence. You have social media accounts. Use them. Speak up. If you're uncomfortable stating your opinion, simply ask questions. On my Facebook page, I have a question of the day. Every day I post a question. Here's here's a sample of a few of them. Why do young children appear to be immune to COVID-19? Here's another. If ivermectin is so dangerous, why is it on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines? Why has it been prescribed over 3 billion times worldwide? Here's another. Why aren't the vaccinated subjected to the same testing requirements as the unvaccinated? And one more. Is getting COVID and recovering from it better long-term protection than getting the vaccine and or vaccine boosters? At the bottom of each of these questions, I have this disclaimer. The question of the day is designed to promote critical thinking and a quest for truth. The idea being that many people are dangerously ill-informed, many remain so purposely by selectively choosing news outlets that confirm their biases, beliefs, and their worldview. The alphabet soup conspiracy media outlets that they frequent do not report news. They report slanted coverage at best, democratic talking points at worst. The purpose of these posts are to challenge the ill-informed to research the question at a variety of outlets and find out the extent to which they have been confined to a news bubble. Now granted, you might be uncomfortable with the disclaimer. I know it's a little in your face, but believe me, the question is your greatest weapon. Because the reader, he or she cannot escape it. The point of this episode is mainly awareness. You have to see this shit for what it is. We are dealing with a group of people with a mental illness, just like the politically induced mental illness episode I referred to earlier. But this this stuff ain't funny. Listen to the previous episode, the one entitled If I Were the Devil, for a full rundown on the destructive nature of these tyrants and useful idiots. But the bottom line is, folks it's time to come out of your shell you need to speak up and that's the truth about tyranny please join the conversation on facebook at facebook.com forward slash truth podcast